And Julie's going to read just a few verses from chapter 2, where there's this wonderful prayer that Jonah, well, he's in the middle of this great fish, this great whale, and he's still alive, and he's praying to God for rescue. choked me. The sea covered me completely and seaweed wrapped around my head. I went down to the very roots of the mountains, into the land whose gates lock shut forever. But you, O O Lord my God, brought me back from the depths alive. When I felt my life slipping away, then, O Lord, I prayed to you, and in your holy temple you heard me. Thank you, Julia, and keep hunting for Jonah wherever he is in church. That wonderful prayer, based very much on the Psalms, familiar words, but from the depths you brought me, at the very depths we can pray to God, and God hears, God hears us, and God is with us wherever and whatever situation we're in. I think Jonah's been found, so that's good. The guides have been busy too on crafts, and they've created some little blocks with poppies on for next Sunday. Now, exactly how we're going to show that to to you, we'll make sure it's, it's included in our service in some way. But a time to remember. And if we are confined to our homes, there's a suggestion you might want to put a picture of a poppy in your window as we remember those who've died in wartime. And I think the brownies are going to do another craft. So there's great busyness at the moment. Don't be weary of doing good, Paul wrote many centuries ago. And part of that doing good has been our shoebox collection, and we're delighted that Daphne's with us. She launched this back in September, uh, and there's been a, a good response, a great response, despite all the restrictions. Um, we've got boxes down here, uh, and many boxes were brought to Cause End last week. Sorry, um, Daphne, it's over to you. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, And uh, yes, I have to say, when I walked in this morning and I saw those boxes down there, I was really quite blown away. Um, I normally get to the end of my little talk before I start to wobble, but I started to wobble a bit this morning when I saw those boxes because going into this year, I thought we're going to really, you know, it's going to be a challenge this year. Um, And if we get as many as half of what we normally get, I thought we'd be doing well. Well, we've exceeded that. So um, last, well, so far I've got 33 boxes. Plus, I think there's 12 down there. Um, we would normally get 70-something. So, yeah, we've got over half of what we would normally get. So, so that's amazing. So thank you so much to everybody um, who's done a box. And also thank you to people who've donated. 
because um, I know a lot of people felt this year that they couldn't get to the shops, um, understandably. Um, and so I know that we have raised at least £150. I, I don't know everything that's been done, but you know, I know it's at least that. So again, that's really amazing. So thank you so much. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the delivery of shoeboxes last year, just to tell you a little bit about where they went to. Um, but also I thought I'd talk about some of the other things that Link to Hope do year round, because particularly this year with people donating, I thought you probably want to know what that money is going towards. Um, so first of all, the, the delivery of shoeboxes last year. Um, every year the team from, or some of the team from Link to Hope in the UK go out to one of the countries to help with the distribution of the shoeboxes. Last year they went to Yash in Romania um, and on the next slide there's, there's some pictures. So they went to various different places. Um, they particularly focused on a couple of areas of, of that, that town. Um, one is called Dallas Shantytown, and as the name suggests, it's, it's not very pleasant. Um, you know, people are typically living in shacks with no running water, no electricity. Um, they've got wood stoves to, to provide their heat, to provide their, you know, to enable them to cook and so on. But what the team did notice last year is that they were starting to see some proper houses being built. And it's a really, really slow process, but what happens is that some people from the families will go and work either elsewhere in the country or they'll go overseas to work and then they send money back and people over a number of years are able to gradually build a, a home, a proper home rather than a shack. So they did start to see some change there. Um, and another area they went to is known as the jungle um, and again, as you can imagine, not, not very nice, but the, the big news from that was that the local mayor, they'd been able to engage the local mayor and they'd agreed to supply electricity to this particular area. So, so there was some really good news as, as well as still seeing obviously a lot of hardship and poverty. So the picture that you see on um, top left there is the Little Rain Rainbows Kindergarten, and this is part of the Future Changed project that, that Link to Hope run, and that sort of spans lots of different projects that, that cover children, adults, parents, elderly people. Um, so this, this particular kindergarten is run to really high standards, which is very unusual um, over there. Um, so the, the children all received boxes that, that they sort of then very excitedly opened, but then were carefully repacked so that they could take them home and share with their families. Top right, um, this, this was a girl from a family where the family were trying to build themselves a house on their grandfather's land. Um, so they hadn't been able to get the relevant paperwork from the authorities to do it, but they were still trying to go ahead anyway so that they could build themselves a decent home and Link to Hope were helping them with building materials for that. Um, bottom left is a road called the Road of Widows, so um, explains itself really. Um, so a lot of um, elderly ladies living either on their own or with relatives that are dependent on them, perhaps because they have a disability or um, suffering from alcoholism, which, which is absolutely rife over there because of the hardship that people suffer. They tend to fall into um, making their own um, alcohol. Um, and then bottom right 
is a lady that they, they went to see. That's her with her son. Her son helps her as much as she can, but what they found when they delivered her shoebox to her was that she didn't have enough firewood to see her through the winter so that she wouldn't be able to heat her home or cook. So they actually bought her enough firewood to you know, give her enough to see her through the winter. So that, that was some of their experiences from last year. Um, but then in terms of some of the other projects they do, there's one that's called the Container um, Family. And, and this goes back to the previous year, 2018, when the team went across and they found a couple of families that were living in a shed. Um, so absolutely no facilities whatsoever, no way of heating themselves, no water, it was filthy dirty, very drafty, not safe, and in fact, one of the families had just um, lost a four-month-old baby, it died because of the cold. Um, so they helped the family, they organized the funeral for the baby, and then they, after, after a lot of struggle with the local authorities, they bought two containers for these families to live in. Um, so still not very ideal, living in a container, but much better than a shed. Um, and they continued to work on this throughout last year so that when they went to see them last year, 2019, the picture at the bottom shows them in a house. So both families had been housed in a proper house and were able to live um, slightly more normal lives. And then some of the other projects that, that they get involved in, um, I mean, there are so many things that they do year round. Um, but if, if we have a look at the, the next slide, you can see um, just a, a selection of some of the things that they do. So um, one of the things is shower blocks. So very often, as I say, people don't have running water. They have to go to a well. Um, because water is hard to come by, people tend not to keep themselves clean very well. They struggle with that. Um, poor hygiene leads to poor health and, and so on. So it's a bit of a downward spiral. So they've so far they've built two shower blocks near to, to wells um, and there is a third one in progress. And, and another great thing about this is that the local councils have been so impressed with what's happened that they've agreed to provide electricity to support this um, so they can actually run these you know, from electricity rather than just having to pump water from the wells. Um, work skills, that's another thing that they do. Um, so quite often people find it difficult to get work because they have no qualifications, they have no experience, in many cases they're barely literate. Um, so, so they set up these projects and, and this particular one is all based on construction. So they're helping 10 people um, with training and skills and getting them work experience so that it's easier for them to find work and a job. Um, and although it is just 10 people, that are directly involved in this, indirectly they're supporting 50 people because obviously those 10 then have families that, that they then are able to support. The canteens, um, these are all about being able to provide meals for people. Um, so people that struggle to feed themselves, don't have enough food, uh, don't have enough money to buy themselves hot meals or able to cook hot meals for themselves, they provide these canteens um, where people can go and have a good meal once a day. So they open 365 days a year. Uh, if there are people in the local areas that can't get to the canteens, somebody will actually go and deliver them 
the, the food each day. And this particular one is in Moldova, and it's run by a couple who are trying to be as self-sufficient as possible. So they've got a chicken farm now, they're breeding rabbits so that they've got meat to provide protein. Um, and as well as food, it's community for people who are otherwise quite isolated and on their own. And the last one that I wanted to mention was homework clubs. Um, so you can imagine in, in some of these families, it's not, very, it's not a very conducive environment for the children to do their homework. The, you know, it's often dark because they don't have proper lighting, they don't always get parental support. And this provides them an opportunity to do their homework um, in, in good surroundings and also to learn some of the, the sort of behaviours and values such as respect, trust, what, you know, the difference between good and bad and so on that they perhaps wouldn't get otherwise. And I think this year, more than ever, this has been important because if you think of how we've been here with the schools not working for a number of months and all the children doing their studies from home online via a computer, it's all very well if you've got a computer, but many of these children don't even have electricity, let alone a computer. So these homework clubs were extended out to help them with their schooling so that they didn't fall even further behind. Um, so thank you again um, for everything. Um, if you haven't already contributed and you feel you would like to, then please make a donation on the Link to Hope website. Um, there's a donate uh, link on the homepage or post them a cheque or whatever, but thank you. Thank you, Daphne, for all that you've done as well and amazing, amazing work. Do not be grow weary of doing good. Let's offer a prayer for these boxes and the families and elderly people who will receive them. Lord, we thank you that you work through our hands and the hands of many. We thank you for the great work of Link to Hope and the faith that has inspired those who set up that charity and work with it and for it. Bless each person who receives a box this year and bless that work we have heard of today. May it bear good fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>